my privilege to introduce our speaker tonight, and I'll say it in a super pigeon way, Pastor Vince. to Judges chapter 6. I know you can't. Well, we were on Judges chapter 6 last time we saw you. That's right. We're back there again. God won't let it go. I tried to argue with him. Yep. It never works. But you know, he's the gracious God. He allows you to plead your case. Yeah, but, but in the end, he always wins. And it's a good thing. You're there in Judges chapter 6, two verses, verses 11 and 12. Can we all stand for the reading of God's word? Hallelujah. You know, if you've ever been in a courtroom before, nobody has to ask anybody to stand when the judge walks in. It's an amazing thing. The instant honor that you get. You want to see a long time in jail? Go ahead and dishonor the judge. Hallelujah. He will... Literally throw the book at you. Okay, hallelujah. 
But in this house, we stand to honor God. He's inseparable from his word. Amen. You there, Judges, chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite. Okay, close enough for government work. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. May it guide us, Lord, into being every bit more like you in every way we possibly can. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Wow. God is recruiting people to be an army of fighters. You might not feel like a fighter. You might not look like a fighter. You may not think like a fighter. But I want you to know that God is a man of war, the Bible says. David said, Lord, teach my fingers to, to war. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know y'all got it right. But praise God. Y'all are try that up here. It's a little bit harder. But I want you to know that you're in God's army and you're being trained to fight. And whether you feel like a soldier or not is irrelevant. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, whether you feel like it or not, you're, you're in a war. The devil is constantly at you 24 hours a day. And if you're not fighting, you're losing. But if you're fighting, you're going to win. If you're fighting and you don't feel strong now, keep on fighting. You'll get stronger. You can't get strong at fighting by quitting. And if you don't quit, you will always win. Eventually. Takes a little time, but you will get there. Well, you know, I can only pray for, you know, 3.5 seconds. That's better than nothing. And you'll keep on praying for 3.5 seconds. If you do that for 25 years, you should be up to 30 hours. You will get there. You understand what I'm saying? You will get there. You know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. And you, you pray more than you think you do. It's just a matter of where your mind is at and what you're allowing your, your, your mind to dwell on. When I say prayer, I'm talking about praying to God. And I'm thinking about you and what you're going to do and what that person. And, you know, I love those people who evaluate black holes. You know, if we were in a black hole in a vacuum and, you know, time would cease to exist. How are you? Shut up. <laughs> you know. You can't pay your rent. You're talking about black holes and vacuums and stuff, and you're 45 years old and you're still living with mama. Come on. You, you know, get out of the black hole, okay? Get into life. You know what I'm saying. But there's a war going on, and there's an enemy who has come after us and who's out to beat us down, to tear us up, to make sure that we don't have the victory that God has for us. Jesus Christ said this. Our Lord and Savior told us this. He said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about real joy. I'm talking about real peace. Not some, not some drug-induced stupor. Okay, but God gave you the full faculties of your mind so that you can have the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now, that's a direct quote. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> God wanted you to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And you can't do that by sticking a needle in your arm. You can't solve a single problem by, 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 by smoking some dope. All you can do is just sit there and let that problem go. But I'm going to tell you this. Oh, this is an amazing thing that God picked up dirt and breathed into it and gave it life. Gave it intelligence. Gave it a spirit. I want you to know that God also made us so that we could, we could take in seed. 
And he can speak the seed of his word in us. And it can take root in us because we're dirt. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And he takes the seed of his word and he puts it in and it starts to grow. And as you, as you tend that garden, it will bear forth fruit. And when God gives you a seed, it's for your own good. It's all surrounded in bringing about that abundant life that he wants you to have. He doesn't want you walking around like, you know, like there's a dark cloud following you. You know, talk about black holes. Some people walk in the room, suck all the light out of the room. Okay, you know, they, they just absorb all light. Just, you know, you know, isn't God wonderful? Yeah, but you know, I, you know, I mean, you know, that's not the abundant life. Instead of just wallowing in that, you ought to be fighting for the light. You ought to be fighting to get it. Because it don't come just, it ain't just gonna come on a breeze. While you sitting around whistling, you've got to exercise your faith in God. And as you exercise your faith in God, God will put seed in you that'll bring forth fruit. And it will bear so much fruit that there won't be room enough in your life to contain it. That's some crazy stuff. You know, the devil tormented me for many years of my life. But God told me I could be an overcomer. You know, it's weird we're talking about Gideon and how God shows up on the scene and says, the first thing that God speaks to Gideon is that a mighty man of valor. Gideon didn't feel like it. He didn't look like it. He was hiding out, threshing wheat in a place where the enemy would have a have small chance of seeing him so that he could gather up some little food for him and his family. He didn't feel like a mighty man of valor hiding out, doing what he was doing. Crawling around, creeping around, trying to get every little bit that he could possibly get for him and his family. You know, we weren't made to be like that. We weren't made to be locked up. We weren't made to be shut up. We weren't made to be quiet. That's why God gave us a mouth. If he wanted us to be quiet, he would just... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Our God's a practical God. He gave us a mouth and he didn't put volume control on us. Jesus spoke to crowds of thousands upon thousands and everybody heard every word that came out of his mouth. You think he stood on the, wheel, on, on the hill and whispered? Yeah, blessed are you. Know, what? <laughs> you know, when he said it, man, it boomed across the fields and, uh, and across the people and, and everybody heard every word that he said because otherwise they wouldn't be following him around. And if he picked up and moved, all them people, all 5, 10, 15,000 of them got up and moved with him because they wanted to hear more of what God was doing. It's an amazing thing. God gave you a mouth and all of a sudden you're the most quietest thing in the world. When you are in God's army, God will teach you how to speak. God will show you how to wield a sword. He'll show you how to use your faith as a shield against the enemy. We sing a song, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. And you know, we, some of us are walking around with our head in the dust. You know, I believe, honestly, that's why God put the stars and the moon and the sun in the sky. Because he didn't want us looking down. He wanted us to look up, not only in the daytime, but even at night. He wanted us to look up. He said, lift up. There's something physical, something physically that you do that causes some spiritual growth in you. Because you know you're not supposed to be down. You know you're not supposed to be the tail, but you're supposed to be the head. You know you're supposed to be above and not beneath. It's inherent in every human being to know that. So that we, God calls us to look up. He said, look, straighten your neck out, man, look up. <laughs> you know, put your shoulders back. Put your chest out. It's a little bit harder for me to do than that used to be. Praise God. But I still do it. 
let me tell you something. The Bible says call those, call those things that are not as though they were. What are you saying? He says speak what you want to see. Now, if you want to be depressed, if you want to be tired, if you want to be sick, keep talking that talk. Okay, and see if that doesn't come upon you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But when you start talking God talk, all kind of miracles start showing up in your life. I tell you today that I'm a skinny man trapped in a fat man's body. But the skinny man is coming out in Jesus' name. I'm not going to stay here. I'm coming out. Hallelujah. And so are you. You know, it's an amazing thing that God tells us that we're mighty, that we're strong. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we walk into so much defeat that sometimes it drives me crazy. And it ain't just you, it's me too. Because there's just certain, there's only a point that I'll go to. You know, it's like when you're walking in the grocery store, and I've said this before, and, and a person is getting wheeled in in the wheelchair, they're coming down the line, and you go to the other aisle. Not because you ain't looking for nothing in the other aisle. It's just that you didn't want to go by the person in the wheelchair. Because you hear God says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You go, <laughs> well, God, if they meet me in aisle six, when I walk around the corner at, at 2.30, then I'm OSU. Ah. And we make up these little things so we can escape. But God's called us to be an army. Man, you know, we showed up for Pumpkin Patch. I got so encouraged. You so encouraged the leadership in this church. It was an amazing thing to see the army of God attacking a little thing called Pumpkin Patch. All the candy. You know how much candy? It's like 1,300 pounds of candy. There wasn't a sad kid in the whole place. <laughs> Nobody got any sleep that night. They were bouncing off the walls until the, until the sun came up. If it's still coming up, praise the Lord. We got some problems that's unique to ourselves in, in Alaska. But God's called you to be an army. Gideon didn't feel like it, and he's the same way we are. We don't feel like it. We don't feel strong. We don't feel mighty. We don't feel brave. We don't feel like um, we're, we have courage. Yeah. But regardless of how you feel, you better have your feelings line up with the word of God. It's time to subject your feelings to the truth. It is time for you to start to repeat not how you feel, but what the word of God says about you. And watch what the word of God says about you overtake how you feel you know <laughs> I heard I heard this story you know by by this man of God he said you know uh, he was um, he woke up one morning and he was looking at his wife and he was laying in bed and he turned around and looked at his wife and said you know what honey I don't really feel married and she turned around and looked at him back she said regardless of you how you feel you better cause your feelings to line up to the facts do you understand what I'm saying you better cause your feelings to line up with the facts. The facts are that you are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ. Oh, no, nobody can be healed of AIDS. Nobody can be. There's so many I can'ts out there. Stop hanging around those people. Stop watching that stuff. Turn it off. You know. I tell people this, I've told you before, you know, you, we see these horror movies that come on, but you know what, these horror movies, they never, ever run up against a Pentecostal man or a woman of God. Not one movie I've ever, ever seen that they run up against a man or woman of God. Because we would just say, stop, Freddie, stop it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind you in Jesus' name, and I command you to loose that person and get out of here in Jesus, and never come back in Jesus' name. And watch Freddy's dissolve into nothingness, okay, including his cause, and never come back again. And there's no part 13, no part 26. There's only a part one, and that wasn't even very long. 
I'm, I'm just telling the truth. People understand the truth when they, they hear it. You know, well, you know how feeling. You put so much a high price on how you feel. And your feelings have been wrong so many times. You ever cut off the lights and, or, or come into a dark room and maybe feel like there's something in the room. Ooh. And then all of a sudden you cut on the lights and there's nothing there. Let me tell you something. There was nothing there when the lights was off. And there's nothing there when the lights come on. The only problem with it is how you feel. Okay. You have to overcome your feelings with the truth. You know what? I was so afraid of the dark until, until my mother. My mother, you know, God bless her. You know, most of my life she was an alcoholic. But in her last, you know, 15, 20 years, she was a born again, saved, full of the Holy Ghost, Christian. Well, that lady one night, when I was, she told me to go to bed. And my mother very rarely speaks twice. And she told me to go to bed, and I stood at the top of the stairs because I was scared to go in my room. And my mother came around the corner surprising me because I was half asleep standing there because I wouldn't go in my room. And she says, what are you still doing up? I said, um, um, I'm going to bed. She said, you better get in the bed. And she had that tone like, we're not speaking about this anymore. Okay, so I turned the corner, and I kind of snuck in my room. She went back downstairs, and I came out in the hallway. And a few minutes later, you know, I kind of stumbled because I was falling asleep in the, in the floor creaked. My mother came around the corner up them stairs so fast. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't gather myself in time. And she came up, and she just went, pow! From that point on, I said, devil, you got to go. <laughs> I walked in that room. I was like, you know what? We're not going through this again. I don't know where you at, but you getting out of this room yourself because I'm not dealing with that crazy woman anymore. All right. You know, I, now, you know your mama bad when you'd rather deal with the devil than deal with her. Some of us need to smack ourselves. What are you sitting here? What you guys ever seen? Um, the uh, what's them things called? The Incredibles? What them people? Mister Incredible and all them people like that? I like that part with Edna Mall. Yeah, and, and um, she's standing there, and, and the lady is complaining about my husband. Is that? I'm driven him away. He's probably with another woman. She said, "What are you talking about?" Pow, pow, pow. She said. You remind yourself who you are. Go, fight, win. And come back, darling. I so love our conversations. I was like, that is counseling 101. That's, that's it. Just, just, I'm going to just start smacking people with a newspaper. I'm just in a battle. What are you talking about? Get out there, fight, come and win, and come back after you won. And then we'll have another counseling session. It's amazing. You are a soldier in the army of God. Don't accept anything else. We fight till we win, baby. And if we go down, we go down fighting. I don't care what they taught you. I don't care what you've learned. I'm going to tell you the first war ever fought was in heaven. You can quote me on that. It was right in heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall. I like the ghetto version of that. God sitting on the throne. Satan started acting up. God ain't paying them no attention. He said, Michael, take care of my light work. Get this, get this fool out of here. <laughs> and Michael just goes up and beats the snot out of Satan. Okay? Because he failed. He didn't fail because he volunteered. Somebody threw him out of heaven. Okay? And Michael just, bam! Huh. And don't come back. <laughs> Yeah, we fight. That's what we do. The problem is, is we've listened to all this psychobabble. You know, oh, don't correct your kids. I'll oh, just be like. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm, I'm getting myself together right now. Okay. Huh. Huh. You know, they talk about discipline and they, they talk about a lot. No, they want to put your kids on drugs and you listen to that mess. Oh, Johnny's staring out the window all the time. You know, let's give them some, some whatever, Ritalin or some, some of that other stuff that they give kids these days. 
They want to medicate your kids. I said, wait a minute. You don't want me to hit them, but you want to medicate them. You don't want me to discipline them. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about, you know, that, I, that slap my mother gave me? Every time I get scared, that's what I feel. I feel that slap. And I'm like, pam. I'm like, you know what? I don't like being scared. So I'm, I'm challenging my fear. And that's what I, she taught me that. Okay, that came from God. Okay, I, I just want you to know. You don't have to give in your fear. You don't have to give in your mind. All you have to do is tell yourself the truth. The Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I want you to know that you're an overcomer. That means that God, there's going to be things in your life that you have to overcome. There's going to be some roadblocks. There's going to be some trouble. And you're going to have to just like, oh, there's trouble. No, pow. You know, <laughs> God don't take you around problems. He don't take you under them. He don't take you over them. Come on, son. We're going to walk this thing out. But I don't want to go. You know. Come on, you can do it. Just come on with me. Boom. Walk you through the problem. When you get to the other side of the problem, you'll be surprised how strong you are. Man, I ought to let Tony come up here. Because me and Tony been through some stuff this week. I mean, we, we sat in people's living room from, from, from Palmer to Willow. I mean, driving over an hour to get to somebody's house. Isn't that the search? Like, we didn't come this far not to find their address. And I don't know what's wrong with people in Willow. They can't put their address where people can see it. <laughs> Drive all the way out there, can't find no place because nobody want to put their address out. You know? But we found a house and, and, and me and Tony went in that house and it was the most wonderful experience, one of the most wonderful experiences we had. But we sat there and we talked to Talk to these, this couple who can only come every other week because they work in a prison. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And, and you know, and Tony was like talking to them about fishing because I'm not from Alaska. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't even know how to put a hook on a line. Okay, you know, I, I'm really embarrassed about that. I'm going to fix that. Okay, but <laughs> you can't live in Alaska and can't put a hook on a, just the, Just put the hook on there. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, you're standing there like a retard going like, can you put this hook on the, you know, like, I'm sorry. I meant mentally challenged. Okay. But there's no sense in it. But you know. Y'all stop. Stop. Okay. But, <laughs> see y'all Alaskans. Y'all laughing at me because you know. Because that's like when you're three years old in Alaska. They teach you how to put it. See. I'm on like that mess man. Okay. So I got to learn how to do that. Right. And stuff. And so the rest I can fake. You know, you, you come by, I got the line in the water. You don't know how I got out there. But, <laughs> but if I got a hook, man, you know, I can make it, you know. But, but praise the Lord. What was I talking about? Okay. I was talking about Tony. So Tony's sitting here talking about these people about fishing and everything, you know. And we ended up praying for them, and, and, and God blessed them. And it, 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 it was a great day. You know, we, we went over a, a person's house, and they were, they were Catholic. Well, I've never been a Catholic, you know. And, um, and he started, I used to be a Catholic, and, he, blah, 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 and the young man just, you know what, you guys ought to sign up for the visitation team. You know, prior to the day, there was no visitation team. There's one now. Hallelujah. I will recruit you. I will take you with me all the way from Palmer to Willow, and we'll just see what God is doing. God showed up in people's lives, man. Because Tony was talking to him. Now, if I was by myself, I don't think half the stuff that was happening would have happened. He said, because when he talked talking to the this is the first thing the person said to us. Like, you know, I really don't want to tell y'all what's going on. And I really don't want to explain to you, you know, about what my life is like right now. But would you pray for me? So we just started a whole other conversation. And she, and she, like, let out the fact that she used to be Catholic. He started talking about, I used to be Catholic. Okay, and my family didn't understand what I mean, and he just went off on her. Okay, you know, five minutes later, the lady was telling us about, you know, about her kids, about what she's going through with her husband, and how she, you know, she says, I don't believe I'm saying all this. And she just opened up like, like a spout, and, you know, 10 minutes after the end of her story, we started praying for her, man, and God showed up in that place. I'm, 
I said all that to say this, man. When you enlist in God's army, man, you got to be up for the fight, man. You got to be available to God. And when you're available to God, man, things happen, supernatural things. And you learn that you weren't as weak as you thought you were. You learn that the enemy has been trying to hide what you are behind him sticking fear in front of your face. But when that is removed through your experience of showing up with the men and women of God and allowing God to flow through you, oh, you find out, hey, I got a sword. Oh, this is pretty cool, and I know how to use it. Hey, you know. You stop walking like this, and you start walking like this. You know, hey. When you find out you got a shield of faith, when the enemy comes at you with a lie, talk about you ain't going to never overcome, and ain't going to never be over. It's going to be relentless. When you start to rise up inside of you, yeah, you ain't the only one can be relentless. I can be relentless too, you know. I can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You know, hey, you ain't the only one know how to fight. I've taken a couple of punches, but you know what? I'm starting to learn how to throw some. And, uh, and pretty soon, I'm going to put you in your place. Right up under there. Because I'm fighting in the Lord's army. You'll be surprised what, what doing a pumpkin patch will do for you. And we got birthday of a king coming up. You think pumpkin patch was amazing. What do you see birthday of a king? Okay, because it's just going to be amazing. It's going to shock this area. And people are going to get saved. And people, your family members, they love to come to see you in the play. Look, if you got to carry a basket of fruit, get in the birthday of the king. <laughs> carry that basket of fruit across the stage. Just so you can tell your friends and your family members, come see me. Because they'll come see their grandbaby. And get your kids involved. They, they will come see their sons and their daughters. They're not going to come to listen to a sermon, but ah. I'm talking about being in the Lord's army. I'm talking about being, being available to God, not only now, but 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you'll watch what God will do for you. Me and Tony talked a lot. He talked about how his family was in the church. His mom was in the choir. He said, this is amazing. I'm going to do this all the time. It's a great deal when God shows when you start showing up for God, when you start obeying God, when he says, go to the nursery. I want you to help with the kids. I want you to help with the youth. You know, I want you to, to clean the bathroom. I'm going to tell you, you'll be surprised how God teaches you how to wield a sword. You know, training in God's army starts by obeying him in the little things. Your flesh ain't going to want to do it. But if you do it, watch God. It's just like it's like, what's that, karate kid? You thinking you being abused, wax on, wax off. You know, paint the fence. You know, wax the car. You know, paint the floor, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you learn, whoop, 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 you know how to fight. Oh, whoa, hey, you know, wow, I didn't know I could do that. This is great. This is fun. This is life. When you stand up to a devil that's hiding behind some some little old lady or some, some, some poor widow or some, some, some drug addict, and you stand up to him and you say, Satan, loose him. And you see Satan fall. You see him run. Like the cow that he, ar, 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 ar. Whoa. You'd be going like, you know what? I'm supposed to be telling y'all more. Okay. But I can't. I got to obey God. Listen to me. You watch this. You know, I, one, of the, one of the most encouraging things I ever saw in my life was this little dog that I never got to meet. I'm driving down the highway, and up in the distance, I saw a, a dog cross the road. Now, he was okay in the road where we were at. But when he crossed on what we call oncoming traffic, four lanes of highway, homeboy was booking. He was a little thing, but he was doing the best he could. I don't know what kind of dog he was, but he was curly, and he was small, and he was going to the other side. And that boy was like, I said, oh my God, this is a puppy. And they're all there. Woof, woof, woof. And he hit that traffic. He got to the last row. And I promise he went up underneath the pickup. And I went, ah! The poor dog. And all of a sudden, there was a break in the cars. And I see him come out the other side. He went, boom. 
I was like, yeah, go final, do it, you know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if Fido can make it, you can make it. Yeah. I was like, turn back, Fido, you'll never make it. Homeboy that like this, watch me. He almost, he almost had people. Aah! Homeboy was doing it though. Hallelujah. Listen to this. John chapter, chapter 10, verses 27 through 29. This says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. He said, the devil wants you, but he can't have you. He wants to see you defeated. He wants to see you downtrodden. He wants to see you hiding in caves and, and, and living in some, some lowly, dusty place where you're not meant to be because you know you're not supposed to be down. You know you're not supposed to be down. That's why you don't stay there. You keep getting back up because you know you belong up and not down. God's calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's trying to teach you who you are. You know, you ever seen Lion King? <laughs> I know, I got a, I got a movie for everything. <laughs> but the scenes in there, you know, they remind me of what, who we are in Christ. In Lion King, which I heard there was a bunch of Christians that worked behind the scenes on Lion King. In Lion King, there's this scene where, where Mufasa starts talking to his son from out of eternity. And he says, my son, you have forgotten me. And he said, no, Father, I haven't been. You have forgotten who you are. And God is reaching out of heaven right now, and he's looking at you, and he's, he said, you have forgotten me. You are for, and because you've forgotten me, you've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten that you're a champ, that you're a conqueror, that you are mighty in God, that you can do all things through Christ. You, you've forgotten who you were. He said, but don't worry, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to send you to a church, to a place where the word is being spoken into your life, where seed is being planted in you, and that it's being watered, and it's being nurtured, and it's being cultivated, and it's going to grow up in you, and you're going to come out, and you're going to be strong. You're going to be like a tree planted beside the rivers of the waters that bring forth their fruit in their season. Your leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever you doeth shall prosper. Go, fight, win. Woo. God needs an army that will represent him and not themselves who will never put that on their arms. You remember that Gideon's troop had to be whittled down to 300. And the last 300 he took is those people that would not take their armor off. They wouldn't even though they were thirsty. I mean, that's a lot of thirst, man. Them people were thirsty, man. They were throwing off everything, running to the water, diving in. But he watched those people who kept their cool no matter how thirsty they were, who knelt down and took the water and put their hand on their sword. And on the other hand, they reached down and picked up water and I was always watching for the enemy. Was always careful that the enemy didn't spring up to them unawares and, and, and take their lives or the people that around them lives. Woo! God said, give me 300 of them against the 30,000. And I'll whoop everybody. Give me 300 people that are not afraid to fight. Carmen had this song. God's got an army, not afraid to fight. Soldiers of the cross, children of the light. Warriors of righteousness with healing in their hands. God's got an army marching through the land. Hey! We are an army. We don't quit because we get tired. We don't quit because we get a little tickled. I feel something coming on. 
You know, so I'm not going to early morning prayer. Oh, I feel tired this morning. Oh, did I say that? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, we're believing God for 75 people at early morning prayer. My question is, is let me challenge you. Do you know why you don't want to come to early morning prayer? It's not because you're tired. Me, you know, I'm up and I'm up all night, you know, and I'm, I'm back and forth and I get up and, and I go to the bathroom and I get up and I'm, I'm, I'm restless and stuff. But about, about what, quarter to six? About quarter to six, I get deathly tired. Out of nowhere. Uh, prayers from, from seven to eight and if I start getting dressed, I can get down there and I, get, I can be a little bit early and I go, Hur! the yawns really get strong then. Right before prayer time. And at 6.30, I'm almost fainting. <clears throat> but I've learned to show up for God like he shows up for me. I learned if I show up, he'll show up. And I get myself up and I go to EMP and I go to the morning and I pray when normally I'm asleep. If you will just get up in the morning and come to early morning prayer, I, I promise you that God will give you a sword. He'll give you a fight. I'm just saying it's just one of the things. The important thing is, is get this. Through all that things, all those things, Gideon obeyed God. And he became the commander in chief of the army. But there were 300 people behind him that wanted to follow him and do great and mighty things for their God. I want you to know that there's an army of God here. And if you will come with us, if you will walk with us, if you will pick up your sword, if you will deny yourself, take up your cross and walk, that God will walk with you and he will equip you. You know, a lot of people, we used to always say, put on the whole armor of God. Now we say, don't even take it off. Always have on the whole armor of God. Always be in a fight. Always be up for the battle. If we go, we will fight. We will win this valley for the Lord Jesus Christ. And people who have been crippled, people who have been messed up, tore up, will all of a sudden get up. And they'll become more than what they ever thought they could be. And they will become more than conquerors. And all of a sudden, you'll find them beating up the enemy that used to beat them up. I believe that Jesus is down there saying, looking at, looking at Wasilla, looking at KC and going, look at my babies. Look at my kids. You remember where that one was a year ago? You remember the, where that one was two years ago? You remember how that one was just beat up just a few weeks ago? Look at them now. Say, those are my kids. My kids hear my voice. And if they hear my voice, I'll plant seeds of them in the faith that will raise them up as giant killers. We, they don't look at problems like everybody else looks. They don't look at problems and run from them and hide from them and duck from them. When they see problems, they run to them. Because those are my babies. Those are my kids. Those are my people. They believe me. They trust me. And I'm going to see that their trust is not in vain. I'm going to see that they are greater than all the darkness that's ever plagued them. As a matter of fact, not only their own darkness, but I'm going to use them to take the darkness off of other people. As a matter of fact, not just other people, but whole counties, whole cities, whole nations. I got an army. You hear me, Gabriel? First you had to throw Satan out, but watch me raise them up to throw him out. Hallelujah. So let's go back and let's get back what the enemy has stolen from us. Let's get our joy back. Let's get our peace back. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, let's let God just give us the victory. Come on, church. We can do it. Don't you believe God? You don't have to believe me. Do you believe God that you can do it? Do you believe God that you're an overcomer? Do you believe God that you can beat drugs and sex and all that mess out there that really ultimately kills you? Do you believe that you can not only overcome for yourself, but you can overcome for your children, for your grandchildren, for your mothers, for your fathers? for your cousins, your aunties and uncles, for this valley, for everybody you went to school with. Do you believe? You're the army of God, and don't let the devil lie to you anymore. Well, there's some things that you have to do as an army of God. First of all, you can't be equipped by God if you don't know him. If you're not walking with him, 
If you're not listening to them, if you're not tuned into them, if you still think you can do it on your own, then you're not where God needs you to be. Because it's one thing the history of the Bible teaches us. We can't do the things that God tells us to do without God. Okay? You need to have Jesus in your life. You need to have Jesus in your life, not because your, your wife wanted or your husband wanted, because you got to recognize that you need it. Not because mommy is saved or, 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 or you know, or daddy has, you know, been delivered. You need to be strong for yourself. Not because your kids got on the bus and then came back and said, Daddy, come to church with me, or Mama, come to church. Not for any other reason. Then you got to recognize that only God can get you where you need to be. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by him. Jesus got to be Lord of your life, and you got to humble yourself. So listen, if you're here today, and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or since then you've forgotten him, and you want your life back, you want Jesus back in your life, you want to rededicate your life, you want to know who you are, because only God can teach you. Only God can show you. I can point you in the right direction, but you got to be under his leadership and guidance. If you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life to him, would you simply raise your hand right now, right where you're at, and say, that's me. Don't look out of room, around the room, look in your heart. I thank you for that hand. Anybody else want to come to Christ? Huh? Thank you for those hands. I'm, I'm telling you, thank you for the hand in the back. God's going to help some people tonight. Okay, but well, would you all stand with me right now? Thank you for that hand. And if you raise your hand and you meant business with God, I want you to come meet me right here. I ain't trying to embarrass nobody, but if you can't walk out in front of us in a place where people love God, you'll never be able to live for them out there in the street. one more thing. If you're out there and you're scared to come stand up here, that's just how the spirit of fear works. Get you afraid and you're in a room full of people that love you and care about you. And are walking with God our Savior. So I'm going to give you one more chance. If you didn't raise your hand but you meant to come, you want to come now, I want you to come. Hey! Thank you, Jesus. along with everybody here I want everybody to repeat this prayer after me and meet it in your heart say Lord Jesus I'm asking you tonight to forgive me for all of my mistakes for all of my sins come into my life come into my heart well be my Lord and be my Savior write my name in your book of life and make heaven my home. your Holy Spirit cause your spirit Lord to be alive with them you said out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water that living, living water flow from them Lord. oh speak to them touch through them give them power give them authority over all the power of the wicked one hallelujah 
I ask you to bless them tonight. In Jesus' name. Now there's some counselors coming. And they're going to fill out some paperwork. Would you just remain right here? They're going to do it right here. Hallelujah. I want everybody to fill this out so that we can, we can contact you. And we'll give you a special gift. But stay right here. But I want you to speak to us as a congregation. There are people out here in this room. Even though we preach the message, you still don't feel strong. You still feel defeated. You still feel like Gideon felt like, yeah, you will do it for, for somebody else, but you won't do it for me. I've, I've done too much. I've, I've gone too far down. I've, I've committed to, look, as long as you've got breath in your lungs, God is not done with you. But you are here, you love Jesus, but you feel not up to the task of being a part of the Lord's army. You, I want to pray for you. I want you to come see me right after this service. I will lay hands on you. I will pray for you. And I will watch the Spirit of God empower you to do what you cannot do right now. But you will not leave here. Do not leave here the same way you came if you're feeling weak. Okay? So I'm here until till sunrise. If I have to leave, that's what happens. God, this is Alaska. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But let me pray this prayer of dismissal as they, as they, as they work and get the information for these, for these here. Y'all go ahead and go to work. Y'all ain't bothering me. Praise the Lord. But let me pray this blessing over you. And then after I, I'm finished praying, if you still need prayer, I want you to come. Father, I thank you for the congregation of King's Chapel Wassup. That, Father, we are more than conquerors. We're part of God's army, Lord. There's no feeble among us, God. But you've made us strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Whoa! I pray, God, that you would put a warrior spirit in our hearts, God. That we would rise to every occasion, Lord. That we would show up so that you can make us strong. That we would be available to you 24-7, God. Use us any way you see fit. We are an army. And we report for duty tonight and every night after this, all day long, 24-7. We report for duty in Jesus' name. I count it as done. And all in agreement said, God bless you. Thank you for coming. You're God's army. Don't forget it. If you need prayer, won't you come?